Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. What do Classmates.com, Black Planet, Lunar Storm, Bolt.com, Six Degrees, Habo, Friendster, LinkedIn, High Five, Zing, and MySpace have in common? They're all social media platforms that started before Facebook. LinkedIn and MySpace are probably the only two on this list that you'll probably recognize, despite they all started before Facebook. And tying in with yesterday's episode, there's a saying in business that pioneers get slaughtered and settlers get rich. Although Facebook reaped the benefits of building on the backs of the failed apps that came before it, they have changed roles as pioneers in Web3. Today, we're going to discuss why I don't believe this is reckless. Like yesterday's episode, today's episode is also sparked by a discussion I had with Kadia, who is the founder of Digital Jamaica. So at this point, it is no secret, I've even covered it many times, that Facebook, or I should say Meta, the parent company, is spending a whopping $10 billion on this year alone investing into the metaverse and Web3 technologies, despite not having any sort of profit from it. And of course, this has a lot of people thinking that they are absolutely just blown through money and they're being reckless and desperate, just trying to hold on to whatever relevance they might have. Now, I open this thing up by saying that pioneers get slaughtered and settlers make money. Well, in case you're not familiar with that saying, what that means is the pioneers, the first one into a land or into a market, they're the ones who are taking on all the danger. And of course, that came from the age of exploration when people are, let's say, making cross-Atlantic voyages to come to the quote-unquote new world and those people are dying of sickness at sea they get onto the new land they don't know how to farm all those different things all the hazards are taken on by them and then the settlers come on the next wave that look at all the mistakes that they learn and they built on that and of course they set up the farms they start to reap all the benefits of sending the raw materials back and they make massive fortunes So the same thing happens in business. A lot of the time, these failed businesses come out. Then the second wave of businesses that come in that particular industry learn from what they did wrong, and then they build on it, and they're the ones who go on to make fortunes, and they're the ones that are remembered in history. Now, as far as impatience goes, not wanting to wait out the storm and see how things are going, that is not just a Web3 problem. Because as we know, with NFTs in particular, if something doesn't happen in a few weeks or a few months, people get very impatient. They're pressuring the founders, trying to figure out what exactly is going on. And that is not just limited to what we're doing. This is something that is very prevalent on Wall Street. Now, the interesting thing with Wall Street is if you are a public company, you're required to report your numbers on a quarterly basis. Therefore, four times per year, they're analyzing all of your numbers, seeing what's going on and seeing if you're matching these benchmarks or meeting expectations as to how much profit is being made. They're comparing various companies in the same sector. So, for example, they're going to compare Facebook with Twitter and all sorts of other tech and communications apps to see what those numbers are like and they compare them across the board. And when they see massive spendings of $10 billion that's not necessarily connected to any kind of revenue coming in, that gets people very worried. And they start to panic and they downgrade the stock, they downgrade the company, they say that the founders, the CEO, in this case Mark Zuckerberg, has lost their mind, has lost their touch, needs to be replaced. So there's actually a lot of pressure to replace him. But this is not something that is just limited to Wall Street. Short-term thinking, 
slogging and just trying to get to the next period, whether it is the next quarter, as with these publicly traded companies, or even as what we see over in politics, for example, not going into all the details, but in most cases, there's going to be elections. And in democracy or a republic, whatever it might be, that the leaders are replaced. And a lot of the times you're going to see that people are very impatient with the directions of going. So you'll notice that in some countries where they have a long-term leader that's not being replaced every two, three, four years, whatever, they tend to have a lot more long-term visions, a lot of long-term construction projects, directions for the economy and the country and the culture. And even if you look at China, which I'm again, I'm not saying any form of government is better than the other or supporting anything, but they have like a hundred year roadmap, a 500 year roadmap, some crazy numbers like that because generally speaking they know that they're not going to be replaced in two years in a midterm election or anything of that nature so that also carries over into just day-to-day thinking people with fast food you know it's just so much quicker and easier to eat some junk food than prepare a nice long meal. But delayed gratification is something that is just very important to business. And that's something that I like to talk about a lot when it comes to NFT projects and seeing what's going on, how they're building things. And all this when Lambo and all the stuff that we're seeing, especially last year, was absolutely ridiculous because certain things that are being rolled out by some of these projects, that is just mind blowing how fast they're doing it. Because even if you look at Yuga, people like to say they take forever to do things. They roll out the ApeCoin slow, the Meta Metaverse has been building for how long? And Lord knows when they're going to release this other side thing. It's like just absolutely frustrating for some people. But when you think about it, that this property is not even two years old, what they've done in that short period of time has been absolutely ridiculous. Taking Web3 out of it and just say, look at business, what a creator has an idea and they have been able to build this multi-billion dollar franchise and all of these different things and licensing out IP, have celebrities, all this stuff in 16 to 18 months, absolutely mind-blowing, but not impressive in Web3, right? Everything wants to be done yesterday, not in the future. So as far as delayed gratification, just to give you some ideas as to some businesses that have been massive with their R&D and how long it took them to actually start to turn profits. Okay, everyone knows right now that Amazon is probably the most valuable company as far as like retail, selling things of that nature. And one of the world's richest men, Jeff Bezos, was the founder of it. But it took nine years, get that in, nine years before they saw profit. I mean, for the most part, for their history, they might have saw a quarter with a little bit of profits, but for the year, it was always a loss for nine years. And even so, they're operating on pennies. They've always rolled back everything, investing it into warehouses, making everything quicker, a much better customer experience and everything that we see today. And because of that, they were not profitable. Then Facebook even, they took five years of building before they had a profit. I remember when Facebook first rolled out, they had no idea how they were going to make a profit with this until they brought over Sheryl Sandberg from Google running their ad divisions. And in order to do all of that, they were just focused on growth and just throwing all sorts of things out. And they didn't have any kind of profit, any kind of real business model for five years. Spotify, Uber, Twitter, guess what? It took them 12 years before they were ever seeing any kind of profit. Tesla. Again, Elon Musk, world's richest man, right? Although on paper, he's losing billions, whatever. I already covered that. Huge difference between unrealized loss and a realized loss. But Tesla is where the majority of his wealth is in those stocks. And guess what? It took 17 years before they ever saw a profit. Mind-blowing. And if you look over on different industries, like say the pharmaceutical industries, when they're constantly doing research tests and uh, drugs and various devices and medical procedures are being 
denied by government regulators and so forth, you can see why they invest hundreds of millions or billions of dollars and decades into researching something that might never ever get to market. And for example, a company by the name of Moderna, you might know them because they did one of the COVID vaccines that uh, came out. They were actually founded in 2010, not to start a whole vaccine debate or anything, but their first product actually came out, which was the COVID vaccine. So over 10 years of research and development and trying to get a drug out and trying to figure out how they're going to do this thing before it ever hit the market. So that is just mind blowing. Just to think of it, another company, which is also connected to Elon Musk, the founder of Tesla, was SpaceX. That was founded 20 years ago. And you might know them because they're launching up rockets and they're basically trying to uh, privatize the whole space industry. And they kicked off this whole space race between private companies. They have really not turned a profit. Now, they have various products and services that they're launching in order to become profitable, but they have been generally been financed by Elon Musk and investors, and they have not turned a profit in 20 years, despite launching all these rockets up, putting up satellites, having contracts with governments, and so forth. But looking at it, a long-term vision as to what this company should be in the minds of the founders. And if you listen to Elon Musk speak about this thing, it's it's pretty mind-blowing. Some people say he's absolutely crazy, but long story short is he believes that humanity needs to be explorers and we need to basically settle Mars and so forth. And his goal is to die on Mars. And of course, that is a long-term vision. Now, again, this might sound crazy, but I'm just saying this is a long-term vision and not short-term thinking. And with delayed gratification is how he expects to get to this goal, absorbing all of those losses, putting his own money into it, financing it, raising funds and so forth. And he has no intentions of ever going public because he knows that the pressure to meet quarter to quarter expectations and all of that is going to derail the long-term plans. So going back to this whole thing, most visionaries actually run out of time before their dream is ever realized. This is also the case with politicians. They're voted out of office, sometimes two years, or in some of these systems, depending which state or country, they could be replaced literally at any time. A lot of revolutionaries that are trying to change a government or a culture or fighting for some cause, a lot of the time they die before the vision is ever realized. They quote unquote reach that so-called promised land. And in the case of entrepreneurs, what usually happens, why there are so many failed businesses, you hear about all the statistics that something like 90% of all businesses fail within the first, I think, three years or four years, whatever it might be. Some very crazy, discouraging numbers. And that's because most of the time, these entrepreneurs run out of money before the dream gets realized. It's not that the idea was absolutely horrible, but going back to the whole thing with the pioneers being slaughtered and the settlers get rich in the case of businesses, these pioneers that are going into this new industry, trying out all these things, when they run out of money and they fail, they have to go bankrupt, they close up shop, their ideas, their intellectual property and all of those things end up in other companies and they have bigger bankrolls and they're able to look at everything that went wrong in their failure and then build something new on top of that. And of course, that is how they rise to the top. The settlers are the ones that reap the benefits of the pioneers. And as far back as episode number 43 of this podcast, I spoke about how Meta, and at that time they were still Facebook, well, they plan to dominate in Web3. Now, why did I even bring that up? And it really sounds like everything I've said up to this point makes this idea seem counterproductive, but here's what they had the benefit of seeing. They saw how other apps have come and gone. Even their competition that have come into the space since they dominated have also failed. Some of them just hang on for dear life like Snapchat, but others have completely shut down like Vine. Facebook has always bought or crushed their competition. 
But at this point, the tables are turning. There is nothing they can do about a little app that you might know, TikTok, and its popularity with the younger generations. Young people, as I've said many times, want nothing to do with Facebook. Their ad division is in absolute trouble because of their squabbles with Apple. And in order to remain a cash cow, a quote unquote darling of Wall Street, they have to stay a few moves ahead of their competition. They can't just continue business as usual and hope for the best. That is what happened to Kodak, Xerox, Blockbuster. That is what happened to countless other companies that were at the top of their game and just stayed there and didn't make the changes as needed. And guess what? Either they're bankrupt or they're fractions of the size of what they were in their heyday. And Facebook with what Michael Zuckerberg is doing, even with the naming, rebranding at Meta and doing all this stuff, buying these manufacturers and hardware companies such as Oculus for their goggles and everything, these are all moves to put them forward into the next level. And this is not cheap. This is very expensive. So Facebook or Meta might not be as profitable as they were in their peak. However, they're still printing cash. And in this case, the settlers are actually financing the pioneers. Now, this happens to be the same company, but the division, which is Facebook, the app, and Instagram are basically subsidizing the research and everything else that is happening in the other divisions. The social media money is funding Web3 development. Now, will this work out? Well, honestly, I truly believe it will. But again, I have no idea of knowing the future. But either way, I am excited to see exactly what happens from this, all the developments that are going to come. And knowing that they have such a big bankroll, I think they can really stomach it because it doesn't look like it is possible for Mark Zuckerberg to even be fired or anything the way his contract is set up. I've covered that a little bit before. But even if we look of what's coming in the space, some other settlers, for example, Apple's coming out with their headset. So they looked at exactly what Oculus and what Facebook, after taking over that company, have been doing for the last several years. Now they're getting ready to roll out their own not to mention Google and their whole metaverse ambitions and their devices that they're working on and some other companies, right? So I would love to know what obscure company that we've never even heard of is working on something absolutely amazing right now and they could be building in some garage and before we know in the next two, three years, they could be the next billion dollar brand that we never saw coming but is absolutely on the top of the tech world. So with that said, just having that delayed gratification, knowing that this is a long-term game, this is not a sprint, this is a marathon, and already Facebook has been gone over 20 years, and they're looking to go another 20 plus years, or if you look at some of these legacy companies like IBM, HP, and so forth, constantly reinventing themselves and changing their divisions, their business models, and so forth, that is how they're able to stay where they are on top. And that is exactly what Facebook is trying to do, and yes, $10 billion on what seems to be a lost cause absolutely seems crazy right now. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Do you think Meta should just cut their losses, just move on, get back to the basics, figure out what's going on with their ad division? Or do you think everything I said right here just sort of makes sense, just comparing it to all these other companies and seeing what's going on? Do you agree with that strategy or not? I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.